There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble Mailbag. Life outside the top flight and great player-manager combos are the orders of the day. It's Saturday, 24th of February. I'm Mark Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Eddie Russell. Well, hello, everybody. Happy, lo- it's happy always, Saturday. It's always lovely on the mailbag. It's a slightly different vibe. Mm. You know, different gear, but still speeding, Andy. <laughs> what? <What's laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Terrible. So there should be a status quo album, <laughs> 1987. Oh, dear. Thank you again for everybody who gets involved with the mailbag. We we quite literally couldn't do it without you. If you want to get involved, of course, you can tweet us on X, uh, at Football Ramble. Message us on Instagram, at Football Ramble. And, of course, email us at show at footballramble.com. Hmm. Uh, some of you, a lot of you have been doing that. We can't get through them all, sadly, but we do try. We certainly read them all. Um, I don't read all of them. Do you not? I only read the ones that make it into the running order. Ah, uh, so I, so this is why we're going to start with this one, because your name was mentioned and you thought, yeah, that'll... Uh, oh, no, do I don't it. choose them. You just word search and go, no, 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 here's no. my recommendations. They're put into the um, running order by Finn or Rory, but no, I'm no. just saying I don't go through all the other options we've got. Okay. I would do if someone asked me to, but well, I we'll, we'll start this from, from Carlton. After another victory for Luke on uh, Jackson's <laughs> Encyclopedia, can the man oh, ever yes, be... Can, good, uh, good question. Can the man ever be defeated? 
and still, <laughs> now he can't. Yeah, of course he can. It will happen <laughs> more, more sooner than you'll ever realise. This faux humble nonsense. Okay, um, I'm uh, currently. Yeah, this, this might be more your speed. I'm much better than you at the game. Is that is that better than faux humbleness? Faux humility. Well, look at the league table. <laughs> Jimmy to the B, uh, I, I wouldn't ever say I'm speaking on behalf of the listeners, but I would rather listen to BDI than listen to this. <laughs> And I did, Andy. Yeah, but that's not the insult you think it is to Marcus, is it? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Which album are you going for? Different gear still speeding. Yeah. 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 I'm going to go for BDI's greatest hits. Yeah. <laughs> um, this from Carlton. Uh, after Luke's comments on Monday about supporting Portsmouth and preferring being outside the top flight than struggling in the Premier League, I wondered what you guys' thoughts were. Now, Luke, you were specifically talking about Sheffield United, and we have had a lot of interactions uh, with this take on X. But don't worry, Carlton, we will answer that. Uh, Sheffield United fans have been uh, attacking you in their droves. Luke. Well, that's how it goes, isn't it? I yeah. mean, no, there's the central, for those who haven't seen it, we'd recommend you go back and listen on Monday. Um, but to pracy it very quickly here, I think what Carlton wants is Andy and Marcus, your guys' take on this, because what I said was, uh-huh. you know, you shouldn't get all... I didn't actually say that, that I prefer Portsmouth being outside the top flight to being in it. That wasn't the point I was making. The no, point I was making was... specific boundaries. Yeah, yeah pr- Premier League isn't the be-all and end-all. And we're conditioned as football fans now to think that the Premier League is the promised land, the richest game in the world to get there in the playoff final and all the rest of it. And actually, it's not the be-all and end-all. It, you can have a huge amount of rewarding experiences, arguably more rewarding experiences with your team involved in the Football League than you can in the Premier League if your team is a team of a certain size. And I felt like it wasn't that I didn't enjoy Portsmouth being in the Premier League because for a lot of it I did and I enjoyed them winning the FA Cup. But there was definitely not... It was definitely a lot more stressful and a lot more... um, There was a lot more trepidation going into games, if you like. But not just that. The point I would add that I didn't say on Monday is that what also happens, and I'd be interested in, in, in listeners' experiences of this as well, is there starts to become a distance between the fans and the club that wasn't there before. Well, it's the, it's the, the velvet rope. Exactly, the velvet rope effect, which is Alan Parge's favourite Jack Jackson album, as we know. Is that right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and so um, that's also an aspect to it as well. It's everyone's favourite Janet Jackson album. That's the only one I can name. So it probably would be. So, so I think that that was the general kind of crux of the point. And I think Sheffield United fans got on my back because I said that Portsmouth and Sheffield United cl- were clubs of a similar size, mm. which I, I believe they are. Sheffield United fans weren't very happy with that. As a result, about 350 of them were muted by me on Twitter at the week, right. during the week. That's an end, isn't it? They won't care about that. No. Um, but that was side, that was a sidetracking of the point. Mm-hmm. I think the, the point generally resonated with quite a lot of people. It'd be interesting to know if you guys agree or disagree or whatever. Yeah, I think you're right about um, that feeling that the Premier League is often seen as the be-all and end-all. To the point of, actually, you don't even have to talk about life outside the top flight. If your team wins the League Cup, but doesn't do very well... In the, now, at the time of recording, we we're recording this before the League Cup final. Mm. So, if Chelsea were to win the League Cup final Tomorrow, and then finish, yeah. say, ninth in the, in the Premier League, people go, "Yeah, they won the cup. Yeah, fine." But look at where they are. They they yeah. totally dismiss that cup. Mm. Um, and I understand that as, as a point, but it's it's all consuming the Premier League. Um, for you know, I support Fulham as as you know. Now, I've said before when Fulham have been relegated, which of course they have a, a few times recently. I sort of go, oh, actually, this is all back into the championship. There's no VAR, so the referee's decision is final. More games, to which go is watch. actually quite. But there's more. So, so it's not just what goes on the pitch. I'll come to that in a second. 
but you, you know, as, I mean, I, I I go to watch um, Fulham a lot. It um, not as much as as I might because obviously I've got two little ones now. But in the Championship, the games come thick and fast. There's so many games to see. They're cheaper as well. Mm. You get um, you also get big visiting teams. I know. I get you. You, you look at it through certain spectacles here. I understand for Manchester United, Arsenal and Man City fans, you know, this wouldn't be another, it wouldn't be appealing at all. But sides like, you know, Portsmouth, but Derby and Sunderland and West Brom and Wednesday. Mm. I know some of these, and you know, I'll start naming clubs and maybe not they're all in the championship. But Forest, when they were down there, Mm. Leeds, look, Leicester City, who won the league, the Premier League much more recently than Spurs and Arsenal, by the way. Yeah. Or the top flight, I should say, Spurs never won the Premier League. Mm. You know, you look at all these clubs, these are huge clubs, mm. huge history, history clubs that are the landscape of, of, of English football. And this is very much an English thing, isn't it? Totally. And you see big sides. I understand if Fulham were then to go down, say, sort of, you know, getting into League One and League Two territory, it might be like, well, blimey. But again, you look at it from... from the angle that you are standing in primarily. Now, I have fond memories of the championship because I've seen Fulham be promoted three times. Mm. So there is that. I understand that Forest fans and Leeds fans might go, I'll tell you what, you get marooned in the championship, it's all very well going, oh, isn't this lovely? You're desperate to get back there. Of course. But the context of what you were saying, Luke, was, was would you rather be sort of, you know, hanging on for dear mercy in the Premier League all the time or actually... Is, is is a sort of a breather in the championship. Okay, depends how it works. Newcastle fans will probably go, do you know what, actually, we enjoyed that. Because you see a team win a league. Fulham are not going to win the Premier League. I saw them win the championship, though. It was brilliant. I've got a scarf, which has got the date and everything. But on I, it I, I, th- I think my... my and I, I totally have nothing to disagree, to disagree with there. And obviously, Andy, come in. But before you do, I, I just wanted to add as well, I, I'm not even necessarily interested in selling the championship or League One to someone and trying yeah. to convince them that it's good. It's not about that. My point is just that there's an awful lot of value to be um, extracted from supporting your team, whatever division they're in. Mm. It doesn't actually matter. And I think people get confused between what support is and what it isn't and what the role of the club is and what the role of the supporter is. The role of the club and the role of the manager and the role of the players is to win as many games as they can. The role of the supporter is to support the team. You should. I mean, there's absolutely no value at all from where I'm sitting in having a team to support that wins every single game and wins every single trophy. And what's the point? What is the point? The whole point of it is the journey. The journey is the, the the entire reason for why you support this team that you support because if you support them properly, you're going to support them for the rest of your life. And if you can't glean any interest or any kind of value in a team that's not right at the top of the Premier League, well, you're going to have a rude awakening if the funding gets stopped or the, or the league implodes or in 10 years football mm. looks a lot different to what it looks now because you're not going to enjoy being down there and not winning every week. And that's a real shame. You've lost something there because you're, so the nature of your support is the nature of your relationship with the club you yeah, support. It depends what you get out of it, whether it is about aesthetic excellence and you know the, the peak of sporting prowess mm-hmm. or whether it's about community, whether it's about something else, whether it's actually going to the games. Because I, I think sometimes mm-hmm. we can see sit here and talk about you know the match day experience you know i i I think of it and i you know the the choices i had to make between games when i was a little bit younger when football was way cheaper Mm -hmm. if i was growing up in the family that i grew up in like now i wouldn't have been able to go to football every week and i I think we have to Mm. accept that you know it's, it's difficult to to go to football every week and is it as edifying following a team from a distance that 
is a bit shit. Mm. You know, I think that's a wholly different experience. Yeah. As as well, I think we're talking about clubs of a certain level when we're talking about Fulham or Portsmouth or Sheffield United that, you know, sort of mm. on the cusp. You know, you're not really often... The best of the rest, basically. Yeah, even if you're doing as well as you could possibly do, you're not often hitting Europe. You know, you think of how memorable... Fulham's Europa League campaign mm. was and to a lesser extent Portsmouth was you know when you get Ronaldinho at Fratton Park and to all that sort of extent. stuff it's a dig isn't it it's not Fulham got to the final yeah Portsmouth, Portsmouth had some good players come to Fratton Park as you said yeah. he did but they got to the final yeah fair enough and, 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 anyway that is something that I know every time we mention that you're like I can see your little eyes light yeah, up yeah it's part of because, it yeah. because it's it's such an incredible rarity but I think if we start with like the the, the point that you were making about you know, how mentally and spiritually wearing it is to like get beaten most weeks. Well, I suppose I've got a slightly different experience because I, Wimbledon are one of those clubs that were definitely above their natural level the when they were in the, the top yeah. flight. Yes. Yeah. But of course, I found a member of the Premier League and until the season that we got relegated in 99, 2000, we're never really in serious danger of, no. of going down. So no. I didn't really feel that. You know, I think we've had seasons where we did less well in the Premier League. So, you know, each win felt really satisfying. You know, and I, I think, so, but, but, you know, we were never really looking over our shoulders to, to that extent. So I, did, I definitely didn't feel when we got relegated, oh, well, brilliant, we'll win some games now or any, anything like that. But again, I've got... a totally different view to it and everyone and the has, gap was different then yes and everyone has a similar but different experience a similar but very individual experience in supporting their team so for example if I look at this I've found joy in a lot of very differing situations because I've seen my team in every one of the top nine divisions of English football mm -hmm. which is a, a, a really weird and unusual circumstance yeah. so you know I, I remember like in the first couple of seasons of AFC Wimbledon like coming out of the stadium and going that's my mate yeah you, 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 ne you never think happiness is going to be a, getting a last minute equaliser at home to Felton yeah right do you mm. but you know I, I think you do find those mm -hmm. those those little moments and what you were saying about the volume of games when you get outside of, of, mm -hmm. of, of the Premier League, I think it changes everything in that even if there's pressure on you to come back up or there's mm. put pressure among the fan base to come back up, unless you're like, you know, an absolute giant that's been relegated from the top flight, losing is not a disaster. No. It's a bit like the NBA because there's so many games. If you lose on Saturday, it's fine. We're playing again on Tuesday. Mm. It's, it's, it's not the, 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 the same thing. So, you know, I don't want to be all pious about there is more to life than outside the top flight. There definitely is. But I, I don't know, when AFC Wimbledon started in 2002, mm -hmm. even though it seemed like very, very ambitious, to say the least, for me, it was always about getting back up to League Two because I felt that when the Milton Keynes move happened... Mm our league place had been nicked. Mm -hmm. And for mm. me, so even though as a kid, I always saw Wimbledon in the top flight, mm. there was never an entitlement of we need to get back to that. But I felt like I really want us to get our league place yeah, and, back. And, and, and I, I, don't I, care I feel that's something on, that was stolen off us. And you don't care if you tread on Kingstonian to do it, of course, as well, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
that's a lovely dig. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an inaccurate dig. Um, in the end, Wimbledon treated Kingstonians collateral damage in a cold, hard business deal. That's uh, the words of The Guardian on 25th of April 2017. Yeah, it's also totally incorrect. Sold Kings the Meadows, Marcus, to Chelsea yeah. on their way up. And uh, we gave them a huge chunk of the money that um, we weren't contractually obliged we're, to do. We're getting derailed. It's a million Doesn't, quid. Chelsea, yeah. stop you moaning. Doesn't Chelsea, sound it like Chelsea it was huge that, enough. Yeah. It was under Chelsea that I left, not us. No, okay. I know. Um, just a little wind-up. Anyway, little, yeah. little dig. Can I have the final word? Yeah. Um, I, I think you did act disgracefully. <laughs> <laughs> I personally... It's like, it turned into like an episode Judge Judy. Yeah, Marcus just bangs the gavel. <laughs> I, think, I think that there is life out uh, very much outside the no, and, I, and I think I think people you know, I had a better time watching Pompey in League 2 than I did sometimes watching them in the Premier League indeed yeah I, I mean, it's a gallows humour to it the if, kind of you know it's a lot, a lot of um, not that stuff as def, well definitely I, I think that um, the, the, the Premier League provides a glitz and the glamour that nowhere else can because it's the top of the tree right mm. but if you're talking about a match going experience what you were saying about yeah. no VAR is an absolute plus yeah it's, it's yeah. brilliant it's even a... though I, I remember we would have beaten Sunderland yeah. one time because, but Brian Oviedo handballed off the line mm. and then turned around to the fans and like put his uh, yeah. finger to his lips. That's I, part of it. Bit of cheek. That's the thing that you... He went, that's for Kingstonian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've realised now that I basically treat it as almost two separate things. I like watching the Premier League. Yeah. We do the show here, which I enjoy. I enjoy watching Premier League games. Exactly. I love the drama. And supporting my team in League One feels like a separate thing and I don't necessarily mm. want them to cross over. I know what you mean. And you shouldn't automatically want that. Work football and leisure football. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I yeah, think that's okay. quite nice. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I've got I've got a wife. I'm married, but I've also got two work <laughs> wives here in Andy and Marcus, and I would prefer them not to meet. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. 
Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. This one's from Jack. Uh, after news of Neil Warnock signing Junior Hoylett, what is the greatest <laughs> manager-player combo ever? That's lovely, yeah. that. Not necessarily for frequency, so we're going to skip, I think, Redknapp and Crenshaw. Yeah. Um, uh, but where a specific manager brought out the best in a specific player where no other coach probably could have done that at that point in time. Yeah, it's a good question. A really interesting it? question. Crenshaw is a good shout, though. I'm going to dive in here. Mm. Um, a player who got on loan umpteen amount of times and heavily criticised from, from certain managers. Uh, he doesn't apply himself. He's got talent, but blah, 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 blah. And then you bring in another manager who is, has, you know, doesn't put down roots many places at all. But when Patrick Bamford and Marcelo Bielsa came together, <laughs> oh, yeah. Fireworks. That, I, do you know what I mean? Ba- Bamford, we, we knew he had talent and was a, a young upcoming player for, for many, many. I mean, I think he's, what, is he 30 now? But he was often seen as, you know, he's got potential and what's, what's he going to do? Loan move here, loan move there, move there, blah, blah, blah. As I say, criticised by many, Sean Dyche being among them, though. Pulis actually was a decent manager for him, I think, at Middlesbrough. Uh, you tested my knowledge now. I, I can't think remember. it was. I didn't know you were going to say this, so I haven't checked. Middlesbrough, I think, you know, Bamford did okay at. Yeah. But he really hadn't properly kind of found a home. He hadn't found a manager who really, really had backed him. But I think I think there might be an element of, of Pulis doing okay with, with, with Bamford. They reached the playoff final, beaten by Norwich. And when he he, he goes to Leeds and Biel's is there, or vice versa, um, anyway, they're, they're at Leeds together. He has that season in the Premier League where suddenly you've got to have him in your fantasy team. He yeah. scores a decent amount of goals. He gets, he's only got one England cap, and you'd be amazed if he adds to that, but he gets an England call-up. Mm. And suddenly Bamford was playing like he was a, um, a, a a valuable forward in the Premier League, which is mm. a very rare thing for a, for a player to achieve. And Bielsa and him just sort of clicked. And maybe it's because Bielsa's not bothered by all the kind of, oh, you're a privileged boy, or the, mm. all, this sort of, all that kind of chat. But he got the best out of Bamford. And since he's gone, Bamford hasn't quite... Well, yeah, I was going to say, interesting though, the counterpoint to you would just be, and there's no right or wrong answer here, of course, but he has only done one good season in the Premier League. Which was under Bielsa. Yeah. And it's not been the same since, but he had a bad injury, didn't he? He's, so he has had his injuries. Yeah. But that's what I mean, you know, like a player-manager combo. If, if, if I'm, you know, I'm taking the words from, from Jack here, where a specific manager brought out the best in a specific player when no other coach probably yeah. could have done at that point in time. So those that I've taken that line there yeah. and gone, right, I've applied that. It's you, funny you, because you're talking about Bielsa. 
I wonder if Bielsa is the major link in this because I was going to go for a Bielsa player as right. well. Oh. I mean, so, there's a few Leeds players you could say, but I just think the reason why I went for Bamford, Andy, is because he'd gone round the houses. This player was meant to be, you know, is anyone going to get a tune out of him? He'd gone down to the championship. He'd bought up the Premier League. He played for loads of teams under yeah, loads of managers, bit, and then boom. It's definitely not because he's why. a middle class boy. He spent a lot of time in Surrey. Nothing <laughs> to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is why when people ask about Marcelo Bielsa, what's the big fuss about? He not won no trophies, etc., etc., etc. This is this is this is why Bielsa, despite not having. Uh, on his list to go with Guardiola or Klopp or anyone like that. Well, do they? Any, any of them have a gold medal at the Olympics, Andy? Is mm. considered a genuine great mm. because I was going to go actually for Dimitri Payet mm. under mm-hmm. Bielsa at Marseille because people knew Payet was a good player before. Um, you know, mainly a winger, loads of skill, mainly famous for um, smashing that corner flag in. Uh, when he was sent off on the on on the way from um, Marseille's game against Borussia Dortmund, it felt like that was going to be the kind of peak that he was going to. Every time he got a big opportunity, he was going to shoot himself in the foot. It wasn't going to go quite right. It was quite pretty to watch, but he wasn't going to really get the whole way. You know, the metaphor for his career was he, he, he sort of did a mini Odom Wingy at one mm. point, but with French trains where um, <laughs> he, 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 sort of, he sort of, he went up from St. Etienne wanting to sign for PSG. They hadn't agreed a deal. He just went and hung about the Gare du Nord. Like and Peter Odenwing did that at QPR, drove to QPR on deadline yeah. day thinking he was going to get signed but he wasn't even let in the ground. Basically. Yeah, and there's, there's, there's <laughs> not to give people a reminder. There's not even a chicken shop around the corner from Gare du Nord. Right. So it would have been tougher for Payet. There's plenty, of, and I'll tell you what, there's plenty of great eating establishments right near QPR because of course you're right near Westfield. Yes. So you've got plenty of options. Exactly. Yeah. But probably not when Odden Wingy was doing his camp out outside the Maybe country. he went to Westfield and that's when they missed him. Missed him. <laughs> he's a, he's a, Maybe um, that's why Westfield got built because Odden Wingy said, oh, we don't have enough dietary we, options, which is why I'm having a KFC in my car. <laughs> no, we popped out to see if you were there and it must, it must have been when you went to Barham. Well, Westfield's yeah. a shopping centre in case anybody doesn't know. If, if there's anyone out there yeah. who doesn't know that Westfield's a shopping centre. Why would an American know that? Because it's, a it's everywhere. Country, yeah. It's globally yeah. renowned. There's one next to, uh, in, in the middle of New York City. Allow me, Andy. Okay. If you don't know what Westfield is, right, okay. right? Delete this podcast episode. No, 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 don't. Do unsubscribe that. and no, never no. listen again. No. <laughs> I don't do that. I've given them a Pete and Odin Wingy explain. I don't need to give them a Westfield explain. I, I just, I, I, and I did it. That's why you didn't yeah. need to do it. <laughs> but okay. what I was going to say about Payet is, for those people who don't know what Westfield is, for those, who don't, for those people Dimitri who don't, Payet, Dimitri Payet is, is. High, we should say by it's the a way, it's a hi-fi shop in Newcastle. We should say by the way that if, in case anybody says. Well, hang on, but he was—he did really well at West Ham before. You're talking about Marseille spell before he went to West. Ham. Yeah, his first spell at Marseille. Yes, just the most Andy Brassel answer <laughs> possible. Yeah, I, I, I think, think it probably I, is, I think yeah. I think it probably well, is. Andy loves Marseille. But, no, yeah. he becomes yeah. <laughs> he he becomes it's like he loves Kingstonian. He becomes a huge player in the Premier League because of Marcelo Bielsa. Nice, Marcelo Bielsa makes him the player. He he says you're not playing on the wing anymore. You can influence things more yep. on the centre of the pitch. Assists, goals spectacular uh-huh. goals and that's a bit of Hodgson and Danny Murphy possibly yeah yeah I think so yeah because they're, they're, they're not I think you could look Danny at Murphy was farmed of, out on the wing and yeah what was you he look doing? at both of those players and neither of them I think it's fair to say is the ultimate athlete yeah, and, but yeah. Andy reacted to that point, Marcus, which I think was a good point, Thank by the you, way, by, by thinking to I'm myself I'm myself I didn't have that already prepared his face his face looked and went I don't want to give an opinion on Danny Murphy so yeah. I'm going to try and reject this well, yeah, I'm you not... know what I save that face for you actually <laughs> 
<laughs> but Murphy, though, when he went to Fulham... 100%, and Atlanta, he was a general on the pitch. Absolutely. He, uh, Hodgson gave Murphy um, licence to change change shape and totally. and and give and get, carry out instructions and he kind of felt like he was so close to Hodgson that he could do that. And Murphy's actually an interesting one, Andy. It's a, it's a good one for that reason because I think Murphy was being sent out um, as a teenager to go and scout teams because yeah. his, his football brain was yeah, so good. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's very very well known. Um, I'll chuck in very quickly an answer if you if you want. And um, two that sprung to mind for me were probably um, Ricardo Carvalho and Jose Mourinho. Yeah. Carvalho was amazing. Yeah. Carvalho was really important. And at Real Madrid as well. Yeah, but Porto, Chelsea and Real Madrid yeah, was really, really important to getting the best out of John Terry, wasn't he? John Terry sucked in a lot of the gravity, got a lot of the attention for being a brilliant mm-hmm. Premier League defender. But Carvalho was all the things that Terry isn't next to him. It was a really important part of it, at least for a period of time. Yeah, um, I think that, of course, Carvalho would have had an amazing career without Mourinho anyway, but, you know, winning... No, I, I, think that, I don't think anyone would argue with yeah, that. Yeah, I think... I think can, can you move on? I can't drop the face in for this Yeah, oh, sorry, okay. Right. Uh, and, and the thing that initially sprung to mind was uh, was a bit of uh, Paddy Kenny and the aforementioned Neil Warnock. <laughs> Every <laughs> single time Neil Warnock like, moved to a club, he'd get Paddy Kenny in. Yeah. And Paddy Kenny, who does quite a lot of media stuff now, said, didn't he? He said, look, I love playing for him because he sat me down the very first time he signed me and he said, um, I know... I know what I'm going to get out of you. You never let me down on the pitch. I don't really care what you do off the pitch. I love that kind of damning with faint praise because what he's basically saying there is you're only Paddy Kane. No one cares who you are. Do what you want. <laughs> on the pitch, you're never going to let me down. And I think that was a great combination. So I've chosen a centre-back and a goalkeeper because uh-huh. it's easy to choose attacking players, I think, because they look like they're more effective when they're doing mm-hmm. well. But I think, you know, Paddy Kenny's obviously a safe pair of hands for Neil. Well, I mean, he loves you, playing for him. Well, if you, if you, if you, so if you've gone for the whole kind of manager always signing a player, I mean, John McGovern and Brian Clough would be an obvious one. And also um, Jim Smith and Dion Burton. Oh, they yeah. love each other. But, but a more serious Into one, it. though, um, that I was going to add to, um, to, to what I said about Bamford and Bielsa was um, Thierry Henry and Arsene Wenger. Mm. He had him at Monaco. Mm. And then Henri went, okay, I'll try Serie A and Juventus. Didn't work out, blah, blah, blah. Henri gets him out. And Arsenal. converted him back from a wide player to and, a, to and, a forward, and creates yeah. the, the monster yeah. of a man. That Beautiful. He, that he became. Well, I've got a question that you're going to find a lot more difficult to answer here. Right. Uh, Mr. Marcus Speller from right. Cerebral Riot. <laughs> if Speller was forced to support another national team, which would it be and why? Oh. Black Stars of Ghana, surely. Yeah, it could be, right? That'd be a good answer. I, I thought, yeah. Scotland? I don't think, no, because I don't think. I think if you choose someone who's too local, you just get sniffed out as this is not, you're not one of us. If you get that opportunity though, Marcus, and you're not to stay in Germany, you're missing the trick there. Germany. You never thought you'd get the chance. Yeah, that's I'll true. take them. Yeah. You're never more than three or four years away from a trophy. Yeah, but I just start supporting them now when they're not favourites anymore. <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah, I think I think if you, I mean, being English, you 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 won't be welcome at a lot of, uh, or, or a few national sides. Mm. Can't suddenly stand among the Argentinians um, and not jump when they're all jumping on that particular Because he chart. who doesn't jump is an Englishman, of Yeah, course. exactly, yeah. So I think if you go local, you just be like, you're, you're not Scottish, you're not Irish or Welsh or whatever. So I think you have to become a bit of a novelty. You have to be that guy. And okay. so somebody like a Ghana... New Ghana and Popman. Exactly. Imagine if you're a new Ghana and Popman. So I'd obviously you know, stand out like a sore thumb, but I think they would love the novelty of it. They'd be like, this guy travels really far. Yeah. He's obviously not one of us, but he wants to be one of us. And I think, I'm, I'm hoping they would res- they're going to respect me. I think that's but if a they don't, if they don't, I understand it because because when they do some of the, those impressive, um, if you like, almost like you know, like the African uh, Cup of Nations fans when you see them and they do like they're they're just sort of like doing the, the choreographed dancing. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. So, mm. it's magnificent. Get, get my, my, my yeah, that. I'll be honest with you. I have to. I I'll, I'll struggle. 
No, but you 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 might be the one that tips them over to get in another African Cup of Nations win because haven't won it since 1982. Yeah, that's They've true. They've been to a um, couple of finals, maybe three finals since then. Yeah, but their uh, record has not been good, as you say. And they need since someone I've like, been alive. They need, a, they need a master of ceremonies. <laughs> oh, and I can do that. Definitely. definitely. Yeah, okay. okay. I think so I think it's got to be. And yeah. you visited there and you like, you've got an affinity with the place. You like it there. So yeah, well, it's a good, good fit for you, that. Yeah. Mm. So there we are. Um, I would pick North Korea. We have seen them at the World Cup. <laughs> so <laughs> Kind of. <laughs> Well, that, the question, was that was them. The question wasn't to me. It was to you. Okay. And that's, and people if the question was opinion, to you, um, and don't just do a boring logo. Do it be a bit more expensive. Okay. Or a bit like Chile or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Well, I famously spent a lot of time in my playing career in New Zealand. You did. So maybe I'll go for them. There you are. That's, yeah. that's all right. Andy? Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, well, I think the obvious Portugal. choice... Portugal. Anyone in Europe. <laughs> Turkey, Portugal, France, <laughs> Germany. No, the thing is, if you're an overseas player who becomes naturalised and plays with the Turkish national team, right. you get your own Turkish name to go that with it. That is nice. So I'd be like... Um, Mehmet Brassel or something that would like be that. nice that would be decent the only thing that make that better for me was you getting a good old slap from Fatty Tareem yeah <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> right Fatty Brassel that's yeah. what you <laughs> surely that's Imagine the name that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> there we are lovely stuff uh, thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Mailbag we're back on Monday with a brand new Ramble of course uh, in the meantime you can follow us on uh, Twitter currently known as X TikTok YouTube and Instagram at Football Ramble follow us on Spotify thanks very much again for all your questions so we love you dearly and we'll see you on Monday Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.